Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi, everyone. Dr. Mina here from The Skin Reel. Thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode. I am really excited because today's episode, we have Dr. Andrea Suarez on, and she is a board-certified dermatologist based in Houston, Texas. And when she is not busy in her clinical practice doing general dermatology and teaching dermatology residents and mentoring students, she has a real passion for helping educate the public and her patients about common and not so common skin conditions and skin problems, as well as sun protection, which of course I am a big proponent on. And she gives really great, real candid skincare guidance, which of course, as host of the Skin Reel, I am a big proponent of as well. She has amassed nearly 2 million followers on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, and she is giving amazing content out there. So if you have not checked out her content, definitely do. It is free, and it's like having your own dermatologist right there helping you out. But without any further ado, let's get to today's episode where we are going to be talking about why moisturization matters and why you should be moisturizing or maybe rethinking how you moisturize. Dr. Suarez, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. You are in Houston. I'm in Atlanta and we're in the middle of summer. And sometimes I feel like, why do we need to talk about moisturization? Because it is so humid and hot where I live and I know where you live. But is moisturization something that's important year round? It obviously will depend on the person. Everyone's skin needs are different. But a lot of people certainly can benefit from consistent use of a moisturizer year-round. And in the summer months, one thing I don't think people realize is that when you get really sweaty, the sweat residue on your skin can actually leave your skin more prone to dryness and irritation. A lot of people experience things like chafing from sweat accumulated on the skin surface, like in the skin folds. And a moisturizer not only can help protect the skin from that sweat residue, it can also lubricate the skin surface, 
and help to cut down on rashes related to heat and sweat. So it definitely does have a supporting role in different situations all year round. I think sometimes when we hear moisturization, we think about really dry skin, dry weather, winter, stuff like that. But I know a lot of my friends who are runners or people who are outside, they will put a little aquaphor on their skin to help prevent chafing, like you said. So that is a really great point that yes, moisturization is important year round and especially in certain individuals more so than others, for sure. Yeah, definitely. What is the point of moisturizing? Why do we need to moisturize our skin? Well, moisturizers really can help support the skin barrier and the skin barrier is faced with some stressors as we go throughout our day. And with age, sometimes the performance of our barrier is not as robust as it once was. And moisturizers can really help come in and aid in barrier replenishment, but also act in a sense, almost like second skin, protecting the skin from those environmental stressors that would otherwise lead to irritation. Moisturizers can also help improve just the water content and the topmost layers of the skin by holding it there and sealing it in. And when that happens, the skin barrier turnover, the natural exfoliation processes, they go a lot more smoothly. That can especially be beneficial as we get into our more mature years and that those processes tend to slow down a bit with age or in certain underlying skin conditions where there is problem with the skin barrier like eczema, for example. We're talking about the skin barrier. Can you just let the listeners and viewers know when you're referring to that, what is that exactly? Well, it's really a dynamic process. It's not really just the solid like object, but it's basically all of the interactions at the topmost layer of the skin between lipids and proteins and enzymes that really are working for you to basically keep irritating things out and to keep moisture in the skin. And it really plays a role in not only keeping those things in check, but also in thermoregulation and keeping you from skin infections. As I'm sure you know firsthand, seeing patients when the barrier is not optimal, when it's, it's suffering from certain skin diseases, really the patient's life can be acutely life-threatening to have your skin barrier weak. Now, most people are not dealing with it at that level on a day-to-day -day basis, but it really, in those scenarios, clinically, it really illustrates to you when the skin barrier is absent or suboptimal, it really can affect our health. I think people view skin oftentimes under this cosmetic lens always, but it really is an organ system. And for a lot of people, using moisturizer consistently can really help in keeping the barrier optimal and just supporting overall skin health. Great point, because when people hear skin, the first thing I think most people think about is aesthetics or appearance, how you look, but our skin has so many important roles. And you listed several of them that it helps regulate our body temperature and also helps prevent bacteria and viruses and toxins from coming in and keeping things internal. So yes, the skin, it's amazingly complex. And it is more than just the appearance, certainly. But of course, with the skin being an organ, you can see you certainly notice when there are problems, unlike other organ systems that um, are out of our sight. And I know when I would explain it to patients, the skin barrier, I sort of talk about it like a brick wall with our cells being the bricks. And then we have oils and other things that form sort of the mortar or the glue that holds everything together. And it's this delicate balance between everything that keeps our skin healthy and functional. So that's great to hear. And 
how can someone know if they're, you know, is it obvious when your skin barrier is damaged? Is that something you can pretty much see with your eyes? For the most part, see and feel. I think a lot of people experience the symptoms of sensitivity that, you know, they'll say, I've got really sensitive skin. And a lot of times it may be related to their skin barrier being a little bit taxed from either environmental stressors, like for example, in the wintertime when the humidity goes down and we lose more water, it can leave the skin more sensitive and barriers supporting ingredients and moisturizers can really help in alleviating that. Also, a lot of people will experience sensitivity to other products, burning and stinging when the barrier is not quite as healthy as it could be. So it's definitely something that can be appreciated on a sensory level. And then physically, a lot of patients may develop the umbrella term dermatitis, basically inflammation in the skin, whether that be irritant contact dermatitis from something coming in contact with the skin that it can no longer accept because the barrier is, is weak or just irritation in general. Sometimes I can just feel my skin is tighter than usual or something burns when I put it on that it hadn't before. And then I sort of know, hey, maybe I need to moisturize a little bit better or lay off on maybe some of my actives. So what would you recommend just for someone in general? How do you take care of your skin barrier? And what are sort of some basic moisturization recommendations you would have? Well, the number one thing that I recommend that often takes a backseat in people's mind when it comes to moisturizing is actually sunscreen because sunscreen serves several purposes in your skincare routine, obviously protecting your skin from sun damage and from damages that could lead to skin cancers later on in life, especially in certain skin types. But the majority of sunscreens are in a moisturizing base, whether it be a lotion, a cream, or a gel. And so you're getting the benefits of a product that's going to protect your skin from the damage from sun, but also going to protect the barrier and support the skin in terms of lubricating the skin surface, reducing water loss, and helping keep hydration in. So those two things together really just the habit of wearing sunscreen daily definitely supports moisturizing. I also think it's a good idea for a lot of people, they may find at least, that in their nighttime routine after they cleanse, they really benefit from using a moisturizer at night, maybe a thicker cream. This is especially true in the more mature years when our skin maybe is not as optimal anymore at holding on to water. But at night when we sleep, their skin is more prone to losing water. There's increase in blood flow to the skin surface. And so the rate of water loss is a lot greater. And I think a lot of people appreciate that the following morning they wake up and they're like, gosh, I look like I didn't get any sleep. But, you know, it's kind of a reflection that the skin is dry, dull from that nighttime change and barrier function. And so a, a really rich hydrating cream can definitely help a lot in terms of overall reducing dryness and irritation. For some people, you know, I always point this out in a lot of my videos on YouTube, there are unicorns out there who go their lives lashing some water on their face and they never have to use a moisturizer or anything. Not only do I appreciate the benefits for myself of moisturizing, but as someone who has eczema, like I just could never live that way. But we're all different. Our needs are all different. So there certainly are people out there for which moisturizer is just probably not necessary. But for many people, it does definitely have its role in benefiting the skin. And it doesn't have to be complicated, expensive, have exotic ingredients, very basic moisturizers, get the job done. Well, I'm sort of the opposite of you because I have very oily skin and especially when I was younger and I used 
used to think, am I doing something wrong? Because everyone talks about moisturization, but my skin, if I put a moisturizer on it, I couldn't even imagine how oily it would feel. So what I would most of my life have used as my moisturizer is my sunscreen. So I would sometimes use a thicker sunscreen or in my teenage years, I really didn't need moisturization all that much. And now as I'm in my 40s, I find I do need a little extra moisturization. But that's a great point for many people, especially if you have acne prone skin or oily skin, you may not need an additional moisturizer, but wearing your sunscreen is moisturization enough. And then Conversely, you've got people like you, Dr. Suarez, who are more eczema prone and you are going to need something thicker. And I think your point about putting a moisturizer on at night is a great tip. I find this is a great time to incorporate a thicker moisturizer into your routine that you maybe wouldn't want to wear during the day or if you've got makeup on. But heck, at night, I'll even use Aquaphor on you know, my feet or areas that are really, really dry for that increased moisturization. And you're just sleeping. So I think people can handle that a little bit better than a really thick moisturizer in the day. Yeah. And to your point, I think a lot of skincare conversations are always focused on the face, but body sites really oftentimes need some of the most TLC in terms of dry skin, like the feet, the elbows, the knees. These are areas that are prone to dryness that we often neglect. I get lazy with moisturizing my elbows and then you know a few weeks go by and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Skin there is really dry. So yeah, definitely it varies from person to person too in terms of some people may not necessarily need moisturizers for their face because it's oilier, but they may find that on their body they really do benefit from moisturizers. I'm guilty of that too, sort of focusing on my face and neck and then it's like everything else is <laughs> kind of forgotten. Another great tip that I learned in residency, I'm sure you did too, is that the best time to apply a moisturizer is when your skin is a little bit damp. So after washing your face or taking a shower or taking a bath, that is really the best time to apply your moisturizer because it will increase absorption. Would you agree with that? Yes, I definitely appreciate that myself and recommend it to people to do shortly after bathing. And as a matter of fact, speaking about going through residency, as somebody who does have eczema, I discovered that I, I was told that by like my primary care doctor when I was a child. And then coming full circle through residency and hearing it in lectures about the skin barrier, it was like, ah, you know, my personal experience is being validated. And so I see that now clinically and feedback that I get from my audience, like, oh my gosh, this one little tip of, of putting the moisturizer on after bathing while the skin is still a bit damp, it's just made all the difference. Thank you so much. So it really can make a huge difference for people doing it that way. Just that subtle little tweak. It can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. And using a moisturizer doesn't need to involve complicated steps and rubbing in a certain direction and all that stuff. The most important thing is just applying it and putting it on. And, and if you can remember it right when you get out of the shower or you're drying off, even better because again, you'll get more bang for your buck that way for sure. Definitely. Do you have favorite moisturizers that you recommend or in general, what do you tell people when they need to get a moisturizer? What sort of advice do you have for them? Well, I think a lot of someone's willingness and comfort using a moisturizer boils down to their personal preferences, but some general tips that can steer people in a direction to choosing a moisturizer that feels comfortable and that they enjoy using. I find that 
people who have more of an oily skin type, if they choose a moisturizer that is marketed as oil-free, those formulations typically have more of a silicone formula, more silicones like dimethicone, and those ingredients on oily skin tend to feel better, less greasy, and also help with not feeling so overheated. Sometimes very heavy moisturizers, they can kind of slow the evaporation of sweat a little bit and make people feel overheated. So for oilier skin types, they tend to prefer those more lightweight moisturizers that may have more of a silicone type base and are marketed as oil-free. Whereas people who have dry skin benefit from thicker, richer creams. And if someone is going through like a lot of dryness, irritation, and peeling, sometimes just a plain ointment like petroleum jelly is exactly what they need to really, really act as almost second skin as a barrier, a skin protectant. So in those cases, they're going to need something even oilier, greasier, thicker to, to really help them out. So it varies a bit from person to person, but there's so many options on the market these days. It can be hard to say like, these are the, the best moisturizers because there's just so many and it really boils down a lot to personal preference as well as what the individual tolerates if they have any specific sensitivities, allergies, obviously they'd want to avoid those ingredients. But by and large, it, it really is boils down to the individual and all different price points out there. But I always emphasize that you do not need to spend a lot of money on your skincare in general, let alone moisturizers to get an effective product to just help with skin health. It's kind of what I say with sunscreen too. There are a few things to look for and I can give some guidance, but really the best moisturizer or sunscreen or whatever skincare product is the one that you actually like how it feels and you'll put it on, right? So if you feel like a moisturizer is greasy or smelly or doesn't absorb well, you're not going to use it. So a lot of times it's just trial and error, seeing what you like, trying different things out. You may find you like something better on your body versus your face and et cetera. So again, and you'll find, I think with the seasons too, I know my moisturizer will change. It'll be thicker in the wintertime and a little bit lighter in the summertime. And certainly with age too, I've noticed I am bumping up the moisturization a little more than I did 10 years ago. So there's some fluidity with that for sure. But I love your point that you don't have to spend a lot of money. I think simple is best. And I really prefer kind of fragrance-free products too, because I find that can be an irritant for a lot of people with atopic dermatitis, eczema, sensitive skin, and it's just unnecessary. So I usually advise people to kind of steer clear of those. The fragrance can definitely get people into irritation, headaches. I think a lot of people find with fragrance and skincare. Are there any actives that you think people should look for with their moisturizer? Like look for ceramides or look for niacinamide. Are there things that you think people should look for? Or if they're there, great, but not necessarily a must have. I think the research for ceramides is always interesting. Applying them to the skin seems like there is some evidence that it's helping the body make it some of its own ceramides and supporting barrier recovery, but also the end result ceramides versus no ceramides in the moisturizer seems to get the person to the final result the same. So whether or not they make such a huge difference, it's kind of hard to say. But yeah, I do suggest looking for ceramides. They do help with barrier recovery and that, that definitely can be helpful. As far as niacinamide, I'm a huge fan of this ingredient in skincare products because it's very versatile and it's typically pretty well tolerated. Not only is it good for 
dry skin, but it's also good for oily acne prone skin, maybe because of its antioxidant effects. It's helpful for redness and hyperpigmentation. So it really offers a lot. And if it's well tolerated by the individual, I do think that that is a beneficial underrated ingredient. It's often in like a sunscreen, so it's pretty easy to come by. And again, it's not the type of thing that tends to make a product super expensive from a formulation perspective. So I rather like that and and do recommend it if the person tolerates it. Some people find it irritating, in which case I would say avoid it. But yeah, most moisturizers are going to have a balance of occlusive ingredients to reduce water loss hydrating ingredients to help hold water in the skin, and then emollients to soften and smooth. And then that balance in formulation overall, ultimately, it's a matter of personal preference, what people like, and again, enough to use. And a lot of these are in the products already. You might be surprised to go and look at whatever you have in your bathroom, turn the bottle around, and you will probably be surprised that it's maybe already there in the first place. So not necessarily something you need to go out and get something in addition to it. A lot of times they're already in these type of moisturizers that we're recommending. Yeah, exactly. Now you had mentioned about using, if you're really dry, petroleum jelly, and there's a lot of talk about slugging and a lot of people will use this for slugging. So what are your thoughts on that? I definitely think it can be helpful to people dealing with dry skin or a lot of irritation. But I also think that for a lot of people, it's simply just not going to be a very comfortable practice. Petroleum jelly all over the face can feel very heavy. It can make you feel kind of hot. So for a lot of people, it's not comfortable. And I think for some people, it also can trigger a bit of a heat rash on the skin, miliaria, or little acne-like breakouts. While it's not a comedogenic product, I do think for some people with acne-prone skin, they, they just don't get along with this practice. So it's not right for everyone, but certainly for a lot of people, it does yield benefit. And Getting back to what I was saying about body skincare, for me personally, I find myself air quotes body slugging a lot where I'll use petroleum jelly on like my lower legs or my upper arms and then put on like cotton pajamas. That kind of soak and smear technique after the shower, just greasing up with petroleum jelly on body sites that are prone to dryness and irritation and then covering with like some plain cotton pajamas to just keep everything soaked into the skin. It helps me out a lot. It helps a lot of patients with atopic dermatitis out a lot to do that. But again, it's not comfortable for everybody to do that. So yeah, I laugh when I see those videos because we've been as dermatologists talking about slugging just in different terms for decades now. And yeah. especially with people with atopic dermatitis and eczema and really dry skin. So yeah, the thought of putting petroleum jelly all over my face and going to bed is not a pleasant thought for me. However, I think if you want to put it on your lips, if your lips are really dry or If you find you're really dry in a particular area, you could put a little bit on. And then I really like it on my cuticles or on the heels of my feet. I find that that area really does need some body slugging attention at times and absorb really nicely. So I certainly don't universally recommend people just put it all over their face. Regardless, there are areas of the body that can certainly benefit from that extra hydration, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We've mentioned a little bit about atopic dermatitis, and we know that people who have that condition have an impaired skin barrier. Are there other dermatologic conditions where the skin barrier is impaired or where maybe they should seek care from a dermatologist? Well, 
I think speaking of skin conditions and being under dermatologic care, for a lot of patients who have acne, I think they are a little phobic of moisturizers, but we've come to learn that when it comes to acne and certain topical acne treatments that can be very drying and irritating, that if the patient uses them alongside moisturizers in their skincare routine, it actually can help them tolerate those medications better and can help them stay consistent with them. Ultimately, that's going to help them get results from those. And a lot of these topical medications like retinoids or benzoyl peroxide, they do temporarily, at least in the beginning, leave the skin barrier more prone to dryness, irritation, almost weakened while the patient is getting used to them. And using moisturizers can really help support that. So that's a scenario where I find myself having to kind of help patients understand that moisturizers are good for acne. I think a lot of people, especially from our generation and older, were kind of taught if it's acne, you've got to dry it out. But we've come to learn that that's kind of the opposite. So I think that's a group where a little bit of education can really help them get better results from their acne treatments. The dry skin condition, keratosis pilaris, or rough and bumpy skin, kind of relate. A lot of people with eczema have that, but some people have it on its own, those rough, dry bumps. And there's not a cure for that, but consistent moisturizing can help control it and help control the formation of those little bumps, soften them, smooth the skin, and something that can come and go and flare when the weather gets dry. So that's another situation where I do think it's really beneficial for people to lean into moisturizing on a regular basis, especially any body site that is prone to those rough bumps. And in that location or with that condition, I like a little moisturization that has a little acid in it, either uh, alpha hydroxy acid, a uh, lactic acid or urea, just to help dissolve those little keratotic bumps, the buildup of skin cells there that make it rough. So yeah, definitely. there I recommend a slightly different product than I might recommend on your face, but you can also use that on your heels or elbows, anywhere that you get that sort of thickened skin that you want to kind of slough off. Yeah, urea is another really great ingredient in moisturizers that, like you said, it tackles that dry buildup and it also helps hold in water as a humectant. So it's a really valuable ingredient. And you made a good point about acne. I certainly thought if I use enough of my, I think it's sea breeze oh, astringent yeah. and dry my skin out so dry, then I would get rid of all my acne. And it did not work out that way. But yes, I know I was definitely afraid of using moisturizers because I thought it's going to clog my skin. So certainly with some of the acne medications, you can get really dry skin. Isotretinoin, you're certainly going to get dry skin. And so it's important to use a moisturizer so that you can get through and work through and stay the course on your medicine so that your acne can clear. So that's a great point too. And in those situations, you want to just do what you recommended earlier, the non-comedogenic, something maybe without oil, something a little bit lighter, given that those patients or those people tend to have oilier skin to begin with. Absolutely. I find that moisturizing, it used to be something that I would maybe do in the morning or maybe do at night, but I actually do it throughout the day now. Do you find you moisturize throughout the day or it just depends? Well, I, I live in what I like to call a swamp. I mean, it actually is a swamp. I live in Houston. So I honestly, I don't find that my skin during the day needs additional moisturizers, but I do reapply sunscreen if I'm going to go outside. So that's kind of as close to reapplying yeah. moisturizer as I get. I used to live in Colorado and I did need to reapply moisturizer to the body a lot there because the air is just a lot drier. 
if you're noticing flaking, dryness, it's okay to use a moisturizer during the day. You don't have to wait for your morning routine or your evening absolutely, routine. Yeah, you absolutely. Carry some in your pocket or your purse and feel free to moisturize. And I find it just will plump the skin up, helps erase fine lines that look more obvious when your skin is dry and cracked. And I do actually moisturize my hands a lot. Anytime I wash, I wash my hands a lot, as I'm sure you do too. And anytime I wash my hands, I try and put moisturizer on because that really takes a toll on the skin barrier, all that hand washing. And then with the hand sanitizer too. So yeah, moisturizing for the hands is important too. Your nails, your cuticles, they'll all thank you if you <laughs> make sure to moisturize after you wash for sure. Definitely. Well, Dr. Suarez, this has been great. Lots of great tips and pearls. What would you say are your top three tips for someone listening just to give the recap on moisturization? Well, moisturizers are beneficial as playing a supporting role for your skin, but not everyone maybe necessarily needs them. But don't neglect moisturizing your skin out of fear that it's going to cause acne or anything of that sort. Moisturizers can really help support by adding hydration and reducing water loss and cutting down on friction on the skin that would lead to irritation. And the main take-home point is you don't have to spend a lot of money to get an effective moisturizer. It just has to be one that you like enough to use because with skincare, it's all about consistency. That's really how to get results in terms of supporting skin health. That's so important. And it takes more than just putting it on once or twice and then saying, oh, it didn't help or it didn't work. It's staying consistent with it and doing it every day or every night all the time. So that are really great tips. And I love that simple. You don't need to spend a lot of money. The most important thing, find one you like and use it because it's not going to do any good just sitting there in your bathroom <laughs> counter, right? Definitely. Dr. Suarez, where can listeners who want to follow you learn more about all the great content you're putting out on YouTube and social media? Where can they follow you and find you? Well, I'm on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Dr. Dre's Day. That's D-R-D-R-A-Y-Z-D-A-Y. -D -D and you can find me on those platforms. I also have a Facebook page with the same name. But yeah, if you're interested in skincare, I post regularly to those platforms. Yeah, and lots of great information. And so glad you could join us here today. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was great. All right, we'll see everyone next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends.